0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Soon Wong and I am the editor in chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, soon at least will be my co-host, senior staff writer from Pro Football Focus and fans rose Ryan Whitfield, and this week we have some very special guests returning to join us. And since they're very special guests that are actually returning to join us, let me get some uh, some theme music up and running for them. Here we go. So here we go, guys. We're gonna get some special theme music for you. There we go. There we go. Uh, this is very dramatic. Straight out of the DMV. Wally and Ray from the Urban 14 podcast, and of course from—I love this so much, I have to say it again—all Skins, everything from Fox to Fox Sports. All right, uh, <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. You like your team music? I
0: love
1: it. Awesome. <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, it's a little bit dramatic. I mean, you guys are pretty epic, so I figured, you know found this uh, piece of music oh, called Epic Song. Well, and nah, that
2: nice. it sounded like WWE or something, like The Undertaker <laughs> or something. <laughs>
1: there you go. I mean, I, 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 I kind of picture it this way, right? When you guys come into a room, announcer standing there, and then all of a sudden it's real dramatic music, you know, flames blasting out behind you. Isn't that, isn't that how it usually is? <laughs>
0: N.W.O. is more about Steve right, right? I mean, I'm home Hogan, right? So that's a joke. That's, that's what an inside joke that I wrote <laughs> on Hogan years ago, so... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: Oh man! All right. Well, I, I I checked it out, you guys, and and I noticed that you guys are on episode 339, and that is that is amazing. I I had not um, realized that you had, had so many episodes of the uh, Urban Sports Team podcast. You know, Ryan and I, actually, Ryan and I actually just got to our hundredth episode about two months ago, and I thought that we talk a lot. And in fact, it turns out you guys talk way more than we do. <laughs> In fact yeah my and friends our are show like,
2: used to be two hours oh, be yeah, yeah exactly. we're,
1: right, we're only 30 minutes oh my gosh it's we're like brief compared to you guys you know and my friends actually like are like you know dude you should you should do more podcasts so we don't have to keep talking to you for three hours at a time about football so I'm uh you know I gotta take a take a page out of your book all right so uh so Wally and Ray I was gonna totally out Ryan here and this actually works out well because he actually <laughs> for some. He hasn't jumped on the line yet, so I can actually say this without getting any reprisal from him. Ryan is typically Mm -hmm. responsible for our weekly update of the Bachelorette TV show. So uh, I don't watch it, um, but uh, we get all our updates. I get all my updates from Ryan. And this year, some Mm -hmm. of the contestants were former NFL players, and there was actually one fantasy football analyst there. So, hey, uh, there's hope for everybody, I guess. Now, be honest. Do you guys (laughs) actually watch the Bachelorette? Have you ever seen this before?
0: Not at all. I want to ask you which which NFL which uh, NFL player is on The Bachelor. Uh, I a think Bachelor it was, round,
1: uh, yeah. You know, it was this guy that played one snap, Colton Underwood, or something like that. And then uh, there was another guy. It was a tight end. I totally. I, this is how important it is to me. I totally can't remember uh, who the other guy is. The, the guy I remember what, that I that I actually remember was the actual fantasy football analyst. Because I'm like, hey, that could be me. So that's all right. I mean, maybe I can be that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: be those other guys. So, <laughs> not surprisingly, he was kicked off the show really, really fast. So, you know, uh, not not surprising. I mean, like, today. Okay. Anyway, No us get. like fantasy give...
0: football. No uh, no one likes uh, fantasy football. I know, crazy? right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that crazy? Like a 29 year old woman doesn't like fantasy football? What's that all about? Why that's not? Crazy. It's
0: crazy. <laughs> crazy. That's insane. <laughs>
1: What's the world coming to? All right, exactly. anyway. <laughs> so we got we got plenty to talk about today. We're going to hit the preseason news with the Washington Redskins, the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to talk about our favorite rookie quarterback so far and a lot more, so let's get
0: this thing rolling.
1: All right, let's talk about the Washington Redskins first. and that, And the first thing I want to touch on before I get to the preseason game is this fight. That took, uh, mm-hmm. took place at the Redskins and Jets' joint practice this past Sunday. Players from both teams were involved in a huge brawl during the joint practice, even spilled over into where the fans were standing. Apparently, the mm-hmm. fight started when Jets' Tremaine Johnson appeared to deliver a late hit to Redskins' offensive lineman Morgan Moses. And Moses' teammate Trent Williams was then seen, uh, throwing uh, quote-unquote, throwing away makers. During the brawl, according to USA Today, now Moses, who's coming off an ankle surgery from this past January, was limping off on his right leg after the fight was over. And although the Redskins said uh, that he was actually fine, you know, we don't really know what that means because they also thought that Darius Geis was fine after his injury. Let's put a pin in that. We'll get back to that in a second. So they actually have three more joint practices left. It's unclear whether there'll be any discipline here. Uh the question is, and this is, then um, I'm going to direct this to Wally first, and then we'll, I'm going to get your take, Ray, as well. Is what do you think they should do about this? Should they continue having joint practices? I mean, generally between teams, or with the Redskins and Jets in this specific situation, was this? What was the reason for this? Was it frustration? Was it just anger? And mm-hmm. should there any of these players be facing discipline uh, 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 for the brawl? First
0: off, I just think that for this for this isolated situation, there was nothing. It was more frustration, um, anger, not, you know, when you're practicing against another team, uh, you know, people talking trash. All, you also have people who are trying to make the team. Like, it's not just players who are already who already have jobs or are solidified within their their teams. You have guys who are really trying to make the team and busting their butt. So you have – you're going to have issues when people are trying, lack of a better term, they're trying to make the team so hard, they don't have a spot. So that that plays a part. So within this situation, for what I've heard is that you know you have you just had it. You just had two teams with a high in, with high intensity, and that caused a fight. Because when you're practicing amongst each other, there are rules and there's a code, right? Like you'll say to the next man, like I'm not trying to be hurt. Like I want to play in the regular season. Let's ease up yeah. a little bit. Now we're practicing against another team. Now the competitive nature comes comes into play, and you, you don't want to look bad amongst your peers. You want to look good. Again, you, some of these guys are on a the bubble. They want to make the team. So I think all that played a part is a perfect storm, and then you had that situation. Now, turn right. it turns out closely spilling over to the fans. I mean, the way it's set up, um, the fans, to be honest with you, they kind of—you looked at the video clips. They went towards the fight rather than running away from the fight. So that kind <laughs> sure of made is. it look worse than it what it is. Like they went yeah. towards the fight. You heard if you hear some of the audio. You were like, God, go get him, get him, get him, get him. Yeah. It, it wasn't yeah. like, hey, get away, get away, get away. So um, that I thought was a little bit overplayed. Yeah, I, I, overplayed I agree with that. With
1: me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was just way, way, way too many videos that came up from like sixty thousand yeah, different angles. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: Ray, what do you think about this?
2: Well, um, just my initial assessment, I said, if you upset, excuse me, Trent Williams, you must've had to do a lot. If we remember (laughs) last time he got into a skirmish was uh, with Richard Sherman. And we know that Richard Sherman is an antagonist. Um, Other than that, he's a veteran. Um, He's savvy. He's someone Uh that he knows when, you know, other teams are trying to get under his skin. He's one of the top players on the team and he's a leader. And you don't see that type of behavior, at least from my vantage point from Trent Williams. So I knew that something had triggered it. You find out it's a late hit. But I do think the joint practices are helpful because when you observe these training camp practices, there's not a whole lot of competitive juices flowing. At times exactly. there is on various teams. But, you know, when you bring in another team in, I think everyone <clears throat> tries to play their best and and tries to impress the coaches, and you're trying to earn a spot, like Wally said. So I think it's great. Chris Thompson, after the game, alluded to how this is just the nature of joint practices. He's yeah. all for it. He didn't seem too phased by it. This is football. It's a physical sport. It's okay. But I don't like it spilling over to the fans when you have children there observing. I don't want anyone getting hurt outside of, you know, a football player, and I don't even want
1: them being hurt. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with all that. I think that that's really uh, that's really insightful. And and look who joined us. Ryan has uh, decided to join us. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> we uh, I, we totally outed you on the fact that you watched the Bachelorette. I assume that's why you didn't make it on time because you were watching extra scenes on the Bachelorette episode. <laughs>
3: no, uh, that uh, that that wrapped up a couple weeks ago. Um, okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought this brand-new mic for our podcast, and the, in the three weeks since I got it, the first week I was able to connect. Last week, the direct connect wasn't, a, wasn't showing up, and this week, Blog Talk's not uh, throwing up the pop-up screen where I can accept uh, it to access my microphone. So just technical difficulties. Like awesome, here, but, uh, awesome. You know, that's that actually the year. theme of our show. So that's right yeah. and
1: long of what would normally happens with us. We have one technical difficulty per show. Here it is, folks. Thanks, Ryan, for filling that requirement for us. Hey, let's let's, let's uh, switch it over here. Uh, let's talk about the preseason week one game between your Patriots, Ryan, and uh, the Redskins. And I want to get some uh, some thoughts here on the Redskins side uh, for a minute. But they lost seventeen to twenty six. You know, there was a there's not a lot you can take away of it because not a lot of starters. Colt McCoy played most of the game with Kevin Hogan mixed in. Both generally looked good. Offensive line allowed three collective sacks on the day. Not terrible. The big news, of course, is that Darius Geis, it looked good, but unfortunately tore his ACL. He is brutally out for the season, leaving some combo of Rob Kelly, who went four for six yards, and Samajay P. Ryan, who went seven for 31 yards, as possible backfield options paired with Chris Thompson. So let's start with first. Um, let's start with, uh, with first, you know, Wally. How do you feel about the Kelly, P. Ryan, Thompson backfield? And do you think the Redskins should get somebody
0: else, or are they good to go with what they have? Uh, I think that's a dangerous, you know, backfield I mean, in a bad way for him the Washington Um We looking at that backfield last season; it wasn't productive uh, with P. Ron. I mean, P. Ron had a couple, of, I mean, flashes, but at the end of the day, I mean, the average do But what that duo wasn't good. Um So right. you got a guy, honestly, you got a guy uh, who's out there working out, a guy who's done it before, playing at the highest level, um, and, and Adrian Peterson. I'm not saying he's going to be the same Adrian Peterson. It's yeah, a guy that you may want to work out. You won't work out. I mean, because at the end of the day, we're looking at P. Ryan again you know, and Robert Kelly. We're not looking at. Right. I mean, I'm saying not like we're looking at Guy who's I mean, young enough and coming, or we're looking at a Saquon Barker. You know, we're looking at a uh, uh, right. Elliott. Guys like that's what we're talking about. And to be honest, with just with the eyes with the eye with the eyes the eye test, they don't look like guys that you can rely on as your belt out. They just don't look like they don't look the part right now. Um, but I would definitely, you know, kick the tires and say, you know what, Adrian Peters, give him a call. See He's going to take a vet deal, a vet, I mean, a, a, a deal on the cheap. And so, right. nah, um, I've even, I was even a fan of trying to reach out for Alpha Morris. We're so, Al- about Al- it. Alvin Morris. I thought
1: you guys seen enough of him.
0: <laughs> Again, we're looking at this situation. they <laughs> have a running game right now. So I'll, Al- by the San Francisco so, um, it's just like there's running backs out I would have to try to bring in just to look at and if you yep, socks by that But I, I think I'm a, being a guy who's, who's watched the team, I would be very scared as your top two running back on this
1: Right. So, while you kind of cut out a little bit there, but I think we caught most of the, the gist <laughs> of that. Um, hey, so, Ray, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think about this backfield?
2: I just uh, received an angry tweet um, from Capri Bibbs because <laughs> y'all, like, totally left him out, and he rushed for 48 yards in that first preseason game on just four yeah, carries. Um, yep. Pretty impressive. Um, he, And he also got some reps late in last season. So you have Bibbs, you have the the other three guys you mentioned, P. Ryan Thompson, and Fit Rob now we got to call him. He's such a good guy Hell, shape.
1: yeah, not Fat I Rob anymore, the, huh?
2: The reason why you have these four guys is because you wanted to have depth. You did not obviously see guys going down. Geist looked so good as far as vision. He shows some speed, right. elusiveness, power, all those things. But yep. the reason why you had five running backs coming into camp is because you wanted to have depth. And I think that you you stick with the guys you have. If you were going to make a move, you should have made a move earlier. You should have, you know, tried to get like a Carlos Hyde or somebody who ironically ends up in Cleveland um, <clears throat> and yeah. leave Shanahan – um, with a new running back situation who just added uh, the aforementioned Alfred Morris. So, you know, to my original point, you should have made a move earlier, but I think you like the guys you had. You like the depth. And let's see what you got with, with these guys. You got Piran, who can run between the tackles, and so can Fit Rob. Fit Rob also can catch out the backfield now, and you got the other dual threat back in Thompson and Bibb. So, if you need to make a move, I think you evaluate that after maybe the first week or second week if your running
1: game isn't going well. Mm-hmm. All right, and and how about this, guys? Uh, and this is for both of you, Ray Wally. What about Demarco Murray? He's kind of sitting out there. He's kind of pseudo retired. Do you think he would be somebody you want to kick the tires on back there, or do you think that he doesn't really fit this scheme you guys got?
0: No, I, I think he'd be a good fit. But again, the guys already think of retirement. I don't know. If I, I don't know how his desire would be um, right. It would just being you know, productive, like, right, you right. It's not like he couldn't get a job uh, because there right. Demarco Murray. There was offers out there on the table. Uh, I, I look at it like he's, I mean, from what I've heard, that he's more, you know, he's more concerned with health. And if you're thinking that way, I don't know if I want it for my team because I'm not sure you going to do whatever it takes mm. uh, to win games at the running back position.
1: I was going to say, just pull Brett Favre. He retired like 10 times. You know, no problem, right? Just come back <laughs> out of retirement. Obviously, there's no impact here. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, hey, Ryan, what do you think of this uh, this backfield here?
3: I mean,. I think their best bet at this point is to wait for the first and second round of cuts here and, and see yeah. if there's somebody out there that, that they like, that they want to go take a run on. You um, know, I know there's a lot of guys who've underperformed in that backfield, but guys at one point or another that they were high on, uh, uh-huh. and P. Ryan and, and, and Rob. So, you know, maybe one of those guys can, can start to emerge here. But, you know, I, I don't think – I know these guys don't know me as well, but I don't think I need to make my my feelings on Adrian Peterson known again to know that I'm out on that move. <laughs> and I and I reiterate the the Demarcus Murray sentiment that once you're one foot out the door, especially if you're citing injuries is your concern, um, at, at a position like running back, we have to run up into the line. You know that's that's neither one of those guys would I would I take a flyer on at this point. Okay,
1: all right. So, so why don't want you to tell us. Uh, so they obviously have their preseason. There was another team on the field. I don't know if you noticed that or not, Ryan. <laughs> it was the New England Patriots. <laughs> Did you uh, have any thoughts on uh, on how the Pats performed in the preseason? One any takeaways there, or just too early to tell?
3: I mean, you say there was another team on the field, but for for large parts of that game, it didn't look like there was. Um, <laughs> the Patriots, this it, it, uh, as I've alluded to all offseason, this is unlike any other year, and I don't know from outside distance how, how many tabs you guys have kept on it. But Belichick mm-hmm. ended out days off—you know, the guy who was up on a, up on the stage after Super Bowl fifty one. At, at the rally for the Patriots uh, for the Super Bowl parade, screaming no days off. Um, He's handed out days off like they're like they're Pez uh, right now. <laughs> wow. and, and the Patriots came out and looked like it. There was yeah. – I'm trying to yeah. remember. I think it was only two starters. I think it was just Devin and Jason McCourty who weren't playing defense. And Colt McCoy came out and torched them. Uh, Kyle Van yeah. got burned on a crossing yeah. route on the first touchdown, where he was trailing by by five yards. I, the Scott Zolak who does the local broadcast here said that Van uh, Noy was giving new meaning to trail and, and the trail technique on that on that route. <laughs> um, they they look trailing. Yeah. They look soft. <laughs> they look like they're not playing, uh, and you know that like they haven't been playing well. This receiving core is a mess. Um, it's it's scary times, and you know that game did not. You know when when it's when it's. The come, you know, everyone joked oh, it was a comeback, and people were joking about how it's the greatest comeback in Patriots history since Super Bowl <laughs> fifty-one, and making jokes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the sad part is that it took until you got into the third and four stringers on both teams for the Patriots to make yeah. any kind of run in that game, and that's not right. a good sign. Yeah.
0: No. So, so, well. Talk- so, is- yep. I, had a- oh, I did have a question. Is there an issue? So, from Ryan, from you know, you being there, is there a real tension between Belichick and Brady? Are they okay? Are they okay?
3: No, they're not okay. There's, there's huge tension oh, wow. and the owner being mixed oh, up wow. in it. You know, the, the the biggest telltale sign is that they got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, which was uh-huh. almost like the the peace offering from Kraft to Brady. And then it mm-hmm. comes around the time where Brady would normally get extended, and now he's playing the 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 reigning MVP is playing for incentives this year for a five million dollar pay raise to put him in in the likes of the bottom of the top ten. Of top paid quarterbacks in the NFL, uh-huh. which means they're still not all in on him, and it just feels like they're they're, they're trying to you know that 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 was the all branch back to Belichick. Go, okay, well you don't have to extend him. I know you wanted Jimmy. We got rid of him, so now you don't have to extend Brady. Just give him a little incentive bump, and the whole thing just seems so not not conducive, not on the same page, and it's it, it, it's it's real, and it and it's it's just so weird after 18 years to see it end like this. Oh wow,
0: wow, that's amazing. Huh. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm um,
1: talking about, um, you know, really, really poor performances in the preseason. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. Transition, guys. Let's transition. All right. So week one preseason game with the Falcons against the New York Jets. And wow, they didn't look great as, uh, is gonna is the way I'll put it right now. I actually had much stronger language written on my notes, but <laughs> I'm going to stick with that because I don't, I don't want to be a Mr. Overreaction here. So they played mostly backups. Matt Ryan complete. Uh, had one, one – uh, basically four downs and and that was it. He uh, completed one pass for minus two yards uh, to their draft prize acquisition, Calvin Ridley, uh, who, you know, obviously that was his sole target. Um, To be fair, Ryan also did complete a three-yard pass to Sanu on the first drive, but uh, that was wiped out by an illegal shift. But anyway, so that was basically all we need to talk about in that game. But anyway, Ray, what do you think about Calvin Ridley and how he'll fit in? I know that 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 probably wasn't enough of a performance for you to tell, but, you know, in camp – you know, in off-season work, you know, what do you think about his fit in? And or do you have any other takeaways that you saw from the preseason game with the uh, Falcons and Jets or at camp? Yo, man, uh, with a Patriots fan and you on this show, it's, it's difficult right now.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. But Calvin really, it... honestly, is playing with a bad hamstring. And okay. I think he's showing that toughness that you expect out of these Alabama guys, including his teammate Julio Jones, who, you know, I think with a broken foot, ran like a 4-2. And he burned um, the Patriots with a broken foot one year on Sunday night <laughs> football, even though the Falcons lost that game. Um, <clears throat> so I like the toughness he's displaying. I think you don't want to show too much. And like you said, one pass was a screen pass at that. Screen passes get blown up all the time. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal to me. Um, honestly, he was not the the biggest rookie on a team that stood out in that first game. Um, but he's the most prized because we're looking to reestablish that, that explosive offense that – once led the league in passing yards or, and, yeah. and scoring uh, with with Kyle
1: Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. So, so who was the big guy? You, who was the big rookie that you had to
2: take um, away from? On defense, um, DeAndre and Sinat, uh, out of South Florida, um, mm. uh, the tackle man looks like he's going to probably back up Grady Jarrett. But I mean, he was a beast out there, man, and he was actually, you know, putting pressure on the quarterback, which Atlanta needs outside of Grady Jarrett and Vic Beasley. So. I'm looking forward to seeing some depth when it comes to uh, pass, pass rushing and run stopping, and uh, he did it for me in, the, in that first preseason game.
1: Uh, interesting. So let me get your take on this, uh, Ray, because uh, let's talk about the Jets side of that. You know, because you know, Dar- Sam Darnold obviously looked really, really good. Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> looked really, really good. So is that the fa- Is it because they actually were good, <laughs> or was it Falcons? You know, second, third stringers out there kind of giving uh... them an easy time. You know what, um,
2: Donald? I, I feel like he was kind of like Baker, where he he got a chance to, you know, come in after you know seeing yeah. you know, the the starting guy, um, right. get some reads and get some looks on the field, get some reps is what I was looking for. Um, yep. But um, the Falcons, no, they didn't they didn't show a whole lot, and they didn't play all their uh, top guys. Uh, I know Ricardo Allen didn't play, um, Keanu right. Neal didn't play, so. I don't I don't know necessarily if it was them being good and the Falcons just being bad. A lot of penalties on Atlanta side. So you would score 17 points, and you had the ball virtually the whole game. So yeah. that, that was my biggest takeaway. You would score more points. Um, <clears throat> also, the Falcons have in the past had difficulty with Teddy Bridgewater when he was uh, in Minnesota. He torched around right. in Minnesota, and uh, this was the same defensive staff that you have now. So um, you, you never know um, which one it was, but only 17 points. Limited reps for Bridgewater. Um, I think it was a combination of
1: both. Right, right, okay. Well of course seventeen points better than the big goose egg that Atlanta that Atlanta put up, but just just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Hey, you, got, you
2: got Matt Dump <laughs> Schwab, you know <laughs> getting most of the reps, man. It's, it's over <laughs> for him. I love Virginia. I, I
1: don't even know who D&D. these other guys yeah, I don't even know who these <laughs> other guys are. I Kurt Benker and Garrett Grayson. Are your other guys? I I'm not even hundred percent sure I know who they, I could identify those guys, so that's oh, a, well,
2: that's you a, know, like, come regular season, they won't be there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, right.
1: That's that is probably no true. Devontae, is no probably
2: Devontae true. Freeman, no Alex Mack. You know yeah. the list goes on. No Jake Long. You, you. Well, no. Jake Long did play, but anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, I I honestly actually think the Falcons will bounce back this year, so I'm just giving you a hard time on that. Let's go ahead and uh, ring the bell on that portion of it because I want to get over to our preseason takeaways. Uh, So, you know, there's been a lot of preseason games now. Every team has played at least once. Uh, A couple teams have played twice. Uh, Ryan, when we start with you, do you have any big preseason takeaways so far?
3: Yeah, it's a a sediment that's been growing since the rules changed the last couple years, and it's that September's the new preseason because these games – Outside of watching for some competition, the the tackling sucks, the the game play sucks, the offensive schemes suck. The whole thing it's just an absolute, <laughs> you know, complete mess. None of these teams are ready to go. The training camp is a joke at this point. It's it just this is where they start. This you know preseason is now like training camp, and then September is the experimental month where, um, you know, where where teams are putting it together. So you know, in touching on wow. the, the Atlanta Falcons thing a minute ago, like. You know, I I wouldn't be worried about the, the Falcons at all because it's the it's the teams like the Jets that are going to play harder in the preseason because there's a lot more competition because there's a lot less separation in the talent up and down their rosters, where top-heavy teams, you really only, you know, like I said with the Patriots, as it scared as I am of where they're at right now, you know, they don't really have anybody in the, in the top, you know, quarter to a half of the roster that's really fighting for a spot. It's really a handful of guys down at the bottom, whereas – the Jets, you know, there's not a lot of separation in a lot of those position groups, so all those guys are out there fighting for their lives. So that's right, what you get right. every season. It's it's not very entertaining and I think I think you I think you there's a lot more experimenting in September than there used to be, uh, you know, because they used to do it in August. And now now they have to find out who can even hit at this point in the season.
1: Right, right. So you were making, you just made me feel really bad for wasting my entire Thursday, Friday, and Saturday watching those games. So I just want to let you know that I
3: wasted mine too. So
1: I'm right there with it. I guess we're all in the same boat. All right. So, uh, so Wally, let me turn it over to you. Any, any preseason takeaways that you have? Um, any of the team players, anything? Yeah,
0: yeah, for me, it's, it was more of the, like the, the and we're going we to talk about it later the uh, the rookie quarterback. I was I was impressed. Yeah. Usually, even in the first preseason game, um, there's, there's there are a couple of quarterbacks that would struggle. You know what I mean? But so for right. me, I, I saw a lot of composure amongst you know even some of the quarterbacks that I would rate and say I feel like they would still need to sit. I thought you know for the first preseason ga- preseason game, I was highly I was highly surprised.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm very impressed, and we're going to hit that in a minute, because I think that that is actually one of the things that is a little bit different this year for all those top quarterbacks. They all look like they might be able to play, which is not something mm-hmm. you'll see every year for those top four or five guys taken in the draft. So, uh, Ray, what about you? Any preseason takeaways from you?
2: Yeah, yo, you mentioned that uh, we're, we're repping the DMV, obviously the M stands for Maryland, and kind of up the street from where we live is Baltimore, man. They got an interesting yep. quarterback trio working right now that yeah. although it is preseason, it's a big waste of time. These guys uh, hopefully will be a good complement to each other, especially if yep. Flacco doesn't play well.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt. And um, and I I will say that um, a friend of mine actually is related to Joe Flacco, uh, and says that he is hasn't been more focused ever than this off season. So I think I think drafting Lamar Probably. Jackson was a really good move because he has Probably. not earned his gigantic contract yet, uh, and maybe he, he can had, do like, it this year. He has seven
2: kids now, right?
1: Yeah, something like
2: that. <laughs> I kind of stopped counting. He's, you know, he's busy elsewhere, man. You know, they <laughs> need uh, RG3. RG3 more focused.
1: <laughs> right, he's got to spend some time in the training room he, uh, and not at home. It's not not working out for him. All right. Um, so I'll tell you. I was only throw out a couple of takeaways I had. I'm going to get your take on it. All right, I'll throw out three of them. Andrew Luck, back on the field. Even got even got got hit and got up. He completed some passes. Okay, so that's number one. Number two,
0: mm-hmm.
1: some of the rookie uh, running rookie running backs not showing up. Chris Carson's outperforming Rashad Penny. Peyton Barber outperforming Ronald Jones. Now they're coming out and saying Peyton Barber is actually the starter. Okay, so that's number two. And number three, the Cleveland Browns can they possibly be good this year? Tyrod Taylor actually looked good. I mean, like really good. And no Josh Gordon on the field, but Antonio Callaway looked great. David Joku, can he be the next, I don't know, uh, Travis Kelce or Rob Gronkowski out there? I mean, the guy caught two touchdowns in the first preseason game. All right. So, let, let me get your take on all that stuff, all right? Let me turn it back over to you. Uh, Wally, what do you think? Am I crazy, any of those? Do you, do you buy any of that stuff?
0: All right. The Cleveland Browns is being good. What are we talking about good? It's, it's good. I mean, only one, like, they barely they, don't, they barely win. So, I mean, um, right, right. i say good is five games. Is that is that good? Then, yeah, you're right. We are becoming good. Um, I'm thinking wild card, man. Just, I'm thinking Cleveland Browns wild card. Woo! oh my, both predictions. <laughs> uh, I hope, I like Tyrod Taylor, so I hope that he does showcase his talent. I, obviously, I, I mean, I think he had a raw deal in Buffalo, um, but yeah. I do like Tyrod Taylor. I do like a lot of, I think if Josh Gordon comes back and you got Miles Garrett, I, they have talent. I mean, if when you've been bad for so many years, you you you, put, you pick up so many first-round picks or first pick overall, like, when you get that, that caliber of a player, that you're so, you have talent. Like, that's us be real. Like, they have a lot of talent. Uh, it's all about right. putting it together. Um, but, yeah, when you're talking about – I'm a big Andrew Luck fan, so I'm just as happy he was on the field. Uh, yeah. To me, the next step for him is to is let's, let's see him throw the D-ball and see how his arm looks when he throws the D-ball. If it looks right. good, then I, I'm all confident the coach will be a contender in, in their division because Andrew Luck is that type of quarterback where he can yeah. – uh, they can uh, uplift uh, his teammates and the play of his, of, his, of his whole team. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So, Ray, what are your thoughts on those three things? Any of those things pop out, pop out at you as being true, false, not good?
2: Nope. Andrew Luck is the new Tony Romo, and Joku's a bright spot on a bad team. And wow. I don't even remember the other one that you said. So, oh, Carlton's
1: um, and I think,
2: Barber off-performing
1: Penny and Jones.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, not a big deal. Um, I think Ryan already took care of that as far as what preseason means.
0: So, um,
2: <laughs> yeah, man, uh, you know, good luck with that. I know you guys like Andrew Luck, but the league has done just fine without him. Shout out
1: to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh, man, well, the Colts have sure have Ryan, what do you think about
0: those things? Exactly. Yes,
3: yeah, so I would probably mirror everything you guys said except for I, I just have to correct you. Um, a beat reporter from Cleveland tweeted out today that teammate Joel Bitonio, who I hope I just okay. pronounced his name right, uh, wanted the world to know that it's actually Tyrod Taylor, not Tyrod. Oh my nice really? gosh! So, oh my gosh! So take that one to the bank. A little teaching and learning here to, to finish up the episode. something every day, guys.
1: All right. Well, since I'm going to be going my getting my Tyrod Taylor jersey in the mail soon, I'll be sure to make sure I pronounce it correctly to everybody. All right, guys, let's move on to our last topic. That's the favorite rookie quarterback so far, and you guys already kind of uh, teed that up earlier when we talked about our preseason takeaways, but Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson, all of them had their ups and downs, but just looked generally decent in their first performances in the preseason. So what do you, what do you think about this? Ray, we'll start with you first. What's your favorite of that group and why?
2: Rosen didn't look good, um, but <laughs> I'm going to go with Baker just because he has the most expectations. He starts out with Saquon on the other side. He's on the road. I'm glad that Ty- Tyrod, my bad, uh, was able to start in front of him. Um, but you know what? He shows some decent NFL arm strength. We'll we'll see how that translates. Maybe he shouldn't even start um, this season, but he looked like Drew Brees in the preseason, so uh, it was good mm-hmm. to see him You know, throw, throw a nice dart in the end zone, too, and Joku, the next Shannon Sharp. Right. Oh, interesting.
1: The next Shannon Sharp. Wow. All right. Based on what, Wally, you, based on what you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. I, my, I, I, I'll get my Joku jersey lined up next to my Terod Taylor jersey. We'll be able we'll to get to go for the season. All right. Uh, what do you What do you think here, Wally? What do you got for your favorite rookie QB? I'm not
0: different from Ray. I thought I like what Josh Rosen did. I thought Josh Rose, unfortunately, with his situation, he had a couple wide receivers drop, perfect passes. So it, it brought it dropped down his his uh, passing percentage he looks sharp in terms of his, his arms his arm strength and how he kind of went through his progressions um i like his poise in the pocket um i' i'm actually a big fan of josh rosen i think um i' oh, start okay. i think the, the cardinals i think the cardinals will do it you know i think if sam Bradford is healthy uh, and that's a big if that you you don't see josh rosen until next season but i think josh rosen has all the tools for what it takes to be um one of the better quarterbacks in this draft this draft class um, in, in terms of like, I agree with Ray though. Uh, in terms of um, Baker Mayfield, when you look at him, if you compare him to Drew Brees and how Drew Brees moves around the pocket and how he how he's always looking, um, looking, looking upfield, even when mm-hmm. when the rush is coming, Baker Mayfield really does resemble Drew Brees. He resembles oh, Drew Brees wow. a lot.
1: Look at that mm-hmm. Drew two Drew Brees co- co- comparisons. That's amazing. So Ryan, what are your thoughts? What's what's your favorite rookie QB so far?
3: So I I also like the way Mayfield played, and I would uh agree uh, with Wally that uh, Rosen was more a victim of the guys around him because going back and watching some of the tape on that yeah. game, I just thought his pocket presence, the way he climbed the pocket, kept his eyes down uh-huh. the field, uh, he stood in there very fearless, and just, he just showed me some of those intangible things that aren't going to show up on a stat sheet. Um, so I, I liked Rosen's performance, but I'm going to go with a guy, and it's so scary and funny at the same time because I have not been in big on a rookie quarterback since uh, RG three broke my heart in the second season, and now he's teammates <laughs> for right. the guy that I want to go all in on because I love Lamar. Oh wow! Jackson. And you love Lamar I, Jackson. I know that it's it, yeah, it's, and it's the trust me. I think you remember Pacoon, that on uh, draft night I was spitting mad when the Patriots took Sony Michelle instead of Lamar Jackson. Yes, I, I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I wanted him to be the heir apparent. I just I just think he has an it factor. I love the kid. I know he's not um, he doesn't have the biggest arm out of all of them, and that there's there's still a little bit more. Uh, development that maybe he needs but I just think that Joe Flacco stinks and I think that Lamar Jackson <laughs> hey. will will win out that position and you know not this season obviously but next season I think he will be the quarterback of the future there um mm-hmm. I just hope he can stay healthy I mean the the, 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 the last two because they're actually the same year the two I was really big on so obviously that that was the last draft QB draft class that I went all in on was luck in RG3 because we know how that story ended and I know that luck's on his way back but if luck if luck's never the same again, that's going to be one of the most tragic stories I think ever is that those two were destined to be the great two for the next 10, 15 years, and they both couldn't couldn't stay healthy long enough to do it. So I like Lamar, but uh, you know I know I'm pretty alone on that, and I'm just still disappointed he's not, not wearing a Patriot uniform. Right. And actually I will
1: say I will say this. I did I did watch um all these guys play as I wasted away my last 3 days of the weekend. But Lamar Jackson actually looked pretty good. I mean, he was very fast and he and when he actually when he saw those guys, I mean Hayden Hurst, uh great completions there. Uh that I think he's going to be really good at tight end as well. But one of the things I saw is that I think he kind of went through his progressions relatively quickly. And if he saw a gap or felt like there was any pressure, he just took off which he can do because he's so fast. But, I, you know, I don't think that's going to fly um, in the NFL. I think the NFL – LNFL defenses are just way too fast for that. He, he probably will be able to get some room to run here and again, but he was relying on his legs a lot. Uh, I think he's going to need a little bit of seasoning on that. But I, I agree. I think he looked really good uh, for what it, what he had there. And, and Flacco will buy him time. I think time. he's going learn...
3: to learn – sorry, I was going to say on that point, I just think, I think he's going to learn from Aaron Rodgers and – and uh, Russell Wilson, that it's okay to use your legs to create plays, but do it behind the line of scrimmage to buy time to right. the guys open. Because if he can right. do that and contain it behind the line, because once you go, once you go past the line, again Andrew Luck and RG3 are living proof of how dangerous that can be in the NFL. Right, oh, right.
1: Okay. All right, well, guys, that was uh, that was it. We actually are, have run out of time on the on the show. Blowing the horn on the show here. Let me just go ahead and say thank you once again to both Ray and Wally of the Urban Sports Scene podcast and from Redskins or skin red I don't know. Something everything. <laughs> All All <laughs> we
0: don't
1: we don't get a parting shot, man. Like, like you know uh, what's the name that's of, what the, game, of it? That's the sports podcast you guys screwed me up man because I d I didn't have that in my notes. Now I have to like remember it? I mean I don't remember what I did it's like a podcast. So I don't have to actually remember things. That was <laughs> Anyway, if that if that's, go check out the Urban Sports Scene podcast. It is amazing. It is amazing. And if that's not enough Wally and Ray for you, then check them out on Fox Sports Radio 1340, um, where they're frequent contributors.
0: Guys, give us your social
1: media so people can follow you.
0: Uh, you can uh, follow me on on, on Twitter at, at Urban Sports Scene. Also on Facebook, uh, just check out our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page.
2: And my Twitter account
0: or handle is uh,
2: at Urban Sports underscore Ray.
1: All right. And uh Ryan, why don't you give us your social media and your all the various shout outs we gotta do uh so that everyone gets gets their fair share.
3: <laughs> all right. Well first of all, one of our one of our uh my shout outs here, uh draftingsleepers.com has actually been acquired, so they no longer exist. So that'll make it shorter oh. even though I still give them a plug anyways. <laughs> um you can okay. follow me on Twitter at Brian N E and then check out our sponsor. Uh, squad QL for fantasy football season coming up here. It's a, it's a, a lineup optimizing app that will help you set your lineups on game day. And nice. last thing I just want to say is Wally and Ray, I love all of our guests that come on, but this is the second show I can remember doing with you guys, and I never laugh as hard as I do when you guys are on. So blast it all <laughs> okay. oh, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate that.
1: I'm glad that you guys all enjoy laughing at me. This is always so much fun, right? It's great. We'll have you on the show again. It's
0: never. I'll make sure we never play because you guys beat us <laughs> in picks all the time. You guys beat us
1: <laughs> in picks all the time. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks everyone once again for wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week. <laughs>